Hey, Peppin. Whoa, what was that? Oh, sorry, that, that's my guitar. I, 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 I wanted to get your attention to show you a song you I have, just made. Oh, nice, you made a song. Yeah, you yeah. have my attention. Yeah, Go. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is, uh, I, I made it yesterday. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, okay, okay, got this. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, it kind of repeats like that. I love Deep Purple. Who? What? Deep, deep Purple, What's they that? do smoke on the water. Which well, is pretty much what you were just playing. Well, no, no, no. It, it, it's totally different. See, like, I guess the first couple notes are the same, but it, it goes off into its own thing. I mean, it, it's pentatonic inspired, but, like, I'm not copying them. Nay, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, the band man himself, Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? He's the band man. Ah, 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 ah. He's oh, the band man. Is that your new theme song? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> we also have a very special guest on today. He is my brother, Brian. How's it going, Brian? It's going so good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much for asking. I'm glad you could be, be on. I'm glad you accepted my invite. I'm very glad you invited me. Well, outstanding. We're all glad here. Um, does does Brian get a theme song? Uh, <coughs> it's Brian. It's Brian. No. No, he doesn't. Oh, uh, okay. I think he's I'm probably okay glad that. he doesn't have a theme song now. Can I make my own? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I give up. Oh, that was, it was a good try. I try, I try <laughs> but I couldn't think of anything. So, Deep Purple. Uh, yeah. So, the, the, the that opening there was to elicit a response of music. It's kind of cliche. Kind of watered down. I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff there, but it's the same patterns kind of copied over and over again, which is fine. It's like every story nowadays is kind of like Shakespeare, just retold in different ways. Like... But a lot of musical ideas, like as time goes on, they become less and less interesting, less or more and more cliche. Like a lot of like uh, Jimi Hendrix, for instance. A lot of the licks he's played, they got so overplayed now that now they're just standard. Like Hendrix doesn't sound as special as he used to, because mm. he's been copied so much. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I don't think it's fair to say that all of music is watered down now. Um, I think definitely genres could get watered down over time, and I think that. It's necessary for a genre to start out fresh, um, build into the public eye, water down to the point that nobody likes it anymore so that it can reset. I think that's a, a, a pretty standard cycle um, that we've we've seen in almost all genres. That, And sometimes they die and they don't come back, like disco. Mm. I feel like that's happening to rap right now because rap is really big, but it's becoming oversaturated for sure. Mm. It, what what about rap do you do you feel is oversaturated is it like the, the lyrics or is it the um the the music itself or well it's not even just the lyrics but a big thing in rap right now is trap beats and that's definitely become overused and talking about Xanus and lean and shit like that uh, uh so that was zan and what the fuck zan is, and lean what the fuck is lean lean per- cough syrup purple drink you know oh that's uh that's what Trayvon martin was on that's right 
<laughs> when he got fucking gunned down like he should have. Fucking wow. like a dog. I'm not wow. saying that he should have been gunned down because he was on lean. I'm just saying that that's what he's into, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, what's it? Macklemore did did a song about lean, but in a completely different way. He did one where he like denounces it and says like, "Don't be on lean." But there's a lot of rappers who do the opposite and say like, "Lean is a really good thing and everybody should be on it." And I love being on it. Not mm-hmm. not me, but that's what the rappers say. No, yeah, you love being on it. Just admit well, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just saying that's not what my sentence meant. All right, all right. <laughs> so rap is getting watered down in the sense of the content, like the subject matter. Is, mm. is that what it is more so than the uh, the lyricism or the ability? Well, the lyricism it plays into that. It it it's all watered down essentially. It's mm. a mess right now. Yeah, yeah. Because I know. Like, like rap really started gaining ground built around drugs, to be yeah. fair. Um, you know, what back weed uh, and cocaine and um, uh, especially crack. Uh, Biggie was like huge into, into selling rocks. And that like that's what helped build his empire um, that Puff Daddy still rides to this day. Uh, but I, so I don't I don't know that necessarily that the fact that the drug has changed nece- should dictate whether that it's watered down the the music as a whole or the genre because it still falls under the same the same umbrella of you know it's about drugs it's always been about drugs as far as i i can remember that's true it definitely has it's just i feel like now it's a lot more glorifying i guess Mm -hmm. although i i guess rap has always been glorifying that type of stuff but yeah, yeah. No, uh, now I know. I know you mentioned trap beats. Is is that like a, a devolution of beats? Because from what I understood, it they were faster and had a lot more snare, so it made it so you could rap faster. Mm. Is that not? That's not true, but it, just because you can rap fast doesn't mean it's good. And mm. a lot of times, rappers will do that where it's not okay. <laughs> up to par with other rappers. Who, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like. So do you have uh, do you have any examples you can cite? Because like I know, I, I believe that Eminem is arguably the greatest rapper ever because of his ability to be diverse. Not necessarily for this one song or for the fact that he's he's had hit the charts for so long and consistently, but because of his ability to continue to grow and change. Um, he can rap with the best of them on in speed, in lyrics, in flow, in. Um, freestyle, which is fucking really, really hard to do. It's important. So, like, for to be able to encompass all of rap, um, maybe there's somebody who's better with speed, like a Tech Nine or a Busta. Maybe there's somebody who's better with lyrics. But when it comes down to being able to do all of rap, being rap, I I would argue that Eminem is is king. Okay, I mean, you could argue that, but <laughs> is it true? <laughs> I, so, see, when you talk about these different like aspects to being a rapper, I think those are important. I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna talk about music in general because rap stuff. I, I know rap. I know Eminem and stuff. But to me, it's not just about those aspects. Those aspects add up to a whole. But it's the ability to sell on those aspects. So, Freddie Mercury had so many different good things going for him. His voice was amazing. He had crazy range. Great dick. The great, great dick. Uh, yeah, and but let's let's pause for a moment. <laughs> moment of silence for Freddie Mercury's dick. But but what the main thing he had going was his charisma, though. So his ability to sell people on his voice, and I, I think I think of wrestlers a lot of times. Like in wrestling, 
it's not just your technical ability. It's not just ability to you know look strong and big. It's your ability to get the crowd hyped. For instance, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he's not. He's an, he's a good wrestler. He's not like a great wrestler. He's he's a pretty good wrestler. But what he does really well is he sells the crowd on his ability. And so I, I think that you know Eminem is definitely very very apt and very very good. But I don't necessarily think those technical aspects necessarily always add up. There's certain certainly a few rappers where I didn't get them at first, but uh, after I kind of listened, it's like yeah, they're, they're selling you on their image. Like like you when you hear them. You can believe that they are what they're saying they are. I mean, showmanship definitely has its place, but I don't. I don't think that it should. I think that that is like lower on the scale compared to ability. I think that it's easy to argue that there's a lot of underground people who will never be heard who are better than Two Chains, who are better than a lot of these fucking awful, awful rappers like Meek Mill. Like, why does he even exist? Like. He's been riding. He just got out of jail. Be respectful. Be respectful because it. he got out of jail. What does that do? Like he's been riding fucking Nikki's ass for so long in so many ways. Who's this Nikki? Nikki Minaj. Minaj. Oh, like riding her ass, like literally. Or oh, so both? many ways. He, they're they're together. So no, not anymore. They're oh my god. They haven't been together for a while. Again, is Drake in there? No. Why? Maybe actually. I don't it know. Is her ass nice? Yeah, it's that's what she's known. For. Well, no, she has the that's, thickest ass. Yeah, that's that's a large aspect, if you know what I mean, of what she's what she's known for. But I, I mean, showmanship's huge. But you know who had awful showmanship? Chris Benoit. He was fucking awful on the mic. He was awful to the crowd. People hated him. But they made they gave him the belt. Because he was so fucking good at what he did. He was one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. And to to say that showmanship is that important, where it almost sounded like you were saying it's the most important thing, I would vehemently disagree with. Well, I'm not saying it's the most... Well, so I'm not talking about showmanship in, in general. Well, it, it's not being a good showman necessarily, but it's getting people wrapped up in your material. It, it's selling people on your material. If you, if you are have crazy guitar playing skills if you can make awesome songs it sound amazing but you can't get anyone to go to your concerts you can't get anyone to buy your music what the fuck does that matter it, it doesn't now chris benoit he's an interesting case because his job or his role was not necessarily to sell himself but he was selling other people right he would be facing against people who would he he would help make look good so he had this matches with kurt angle and kurt angle would look good facing against chris benoit Chris Mulock can carry other people. His his role was not necessarily to make himself look good because that didn't work as much. I just I don't agree with that because no, if you want to talk about somebody who was just a jobber who that was their job was to make people look good, you're talking about like an Al Snow or a Blue Meanie or somebody like that. That was their job. But Chris had ability above and beyond some of these other people that we're talking about. I'm not saying look good as far as dropping because dropping doesn't necessarily look. It, it makes one look good in a sense, but it doesn't let them really shine. You can't have a great match against a jobber because the jobber is meant to lose. But this is a match where someone can, who might possibly lose, so say Kurt Angle or Triple H or someone in that vein or The Rock. There's someone that he is actually at their technical level, and this person's a really good wrestler. They put on a really good show. The jobber, he, they can't put on a great show. They can't get people wrapped up in the show, whereas Chris Benoit could. In a similar kind of way, you can have people who are kind of hyping, right? So people who maybe they don't do well on their own, but they hype up someone else in a concert. I think Bob Hawley is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live, and he would never be given the belt because he 
that's not the role that he played like you're saying that's not what that's not what WWE had for him but i don't think that means that he isn't up in that top tier with these other guys just because he couldn't sell i think that sales and the ability to draw a crowd does not equate to the same thing as being great that's why i was discounting Eminem's sales or Eminem's nominations for awards because I don't feel that that is an accurate representation of greatness. Yes, so we we agree, but what I'm saying is that why are these other rappers doing so good who are considered shit? It's because they're selling. It's because they're selling people. You know, that's what they're good at. There's other people, as you said, other rappers, so underground rappers or whatever. I, 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 can't, I can't vouch for this, but but uh, they are better on all these technical levels in speed, accuracy, uh, rhyme, lyrics. So on all these different factors, they're better at it. They're really, really good, highly technical. You know, there's no argument that they're not, right? But they're not as able to sell themselves as people who maybe are less skilled. So, so it's, the showmanship gets you to sales, and... If someone's more able to get sales that way, then they're going to be more successful in that way, and they might be utter shit. They might have connections. Maybe it's networking. So, GJ Khaled, I, I did some research <laughs> on him. He, he, he has a few good, all right songs, I guess, but he kind of sucks. He's, he's a producer. He, he's not a rapper. He's a producer. Intro. DJ. But, He's really good at networking. He's really good with business. This is what I've learned. That's something that's crucial in this business, too. It's You need to be able to link with other people to expand your brand mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what's he really good at? He's really good at selling. Now, his what he's selling it maybe isn't the highest quality product, but mm-hmm. he's able to sell it and sell it very, very effectively. And, yeah. I, and I don't disagree with that. He's a great businessman. He's not a great rapper. And that's where I'm disagreeing with you is that you're bringing this up as if it means something to the argument of who's a good rapper and who's not, who's a good wrestler and who's not no no, i'm I'm making the argument so i'm I'm addressing the point that there are rappers out there who have highly technical skills who are really really good sometimes people who are really good at what they do rise to the top and oftentimes they do people who have really good skills but the question is why is there so much delusion why is there so much crap out there people who shouldn't be in that position who are it's because maybe they're not good when in all these other aspects but they're what, what they are good in this what they are good in is selling. That's that's the point I'm making. Okay, then I I, I withdraw because I I think that's a good point to make and I agree with it. Um, are, are there are there any rappers that you you know of Brian that are really bad but have, for whatever reason made it really big that we may not know? Like I know you know the two chains and all those. Lil Xan. Oh God, that just sounds bad. <laughs> Lil Xan. Oh, you remember Lil Poopy? Lil Poopy. Forever number two. Uh, cocaine, a bad word. Buy the shit on iTunes. <laughs> Lil Poopy was how old was he? Like eight? No. He I... was like an eight or twelve year old boy who had like a rap career. Good for him. God damn. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, real bad. Um. So Lil Xan. Lil Xan. I really couldn't tell you too much about his music. I've listened to like one song or two, maybe, but. Just his presence. And it all boils down to, like, going back to selling yourself and stuff. It boils down to what is easy to sell. Like, like the radio is influenced by, the like, masses of people that like something, like a, like a certain thing. And so it's, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think the radio is, is something that's rapidly dying. Mm. Um so I, I don't know how much longer the radio is going to have that influence where they can build up these people who 
Like, why are we getting plays for people like Lil Xan or, or you know, a two chains? Like, why? I'll, I'll keep coming back to two chains just to show how, how much I know rap. Um, like, why, why are these people getting plays on the radio so often? Like, are people really requesting them or are they getting paid to do that or what? But now that everything's on demand, like you have your Spotify, you have your uh, iHeartRadio, you have your, um, you know, I can't name one more, but Pandora, you have you have your on-demand ability to to take in whatever you want. I feel like a lot of those things are going to kind of go away. I mean, I think a big part of that is not necessarily that uh, th- things are going away. It's I mean, I think this marketplace is the same in a way. I mean, maybe it's expanding to some degree. But I think what's mostly doing is, is uh, fracturing because uh, we all have like really kind of like, we're all kind of the same in a way, but we're also very unique, like in that weird kind of way. Like we we'll have these very, very particular tastes. And the more that things become f- fractionated with like the music industry, like the smaller and smaller the bands get. I mean, there's going to be bands that everyone can agree on are great, but your tastes become more and more specific, more and more palatable to you to the point where there's not as much overlap as there used to be. Mm. It's it's like it, it's like you get really really picky when you have so much choice, and you can go down to the say the genre to the subgenre to the subgenre to the subgenre, and it get, it can get really really like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of those streaming services rely on people just letting the station play. So it'll be people who are similar. So maybe you will listen to a little Zen right after listening to Eminem or Little Wayne, like two great rappers and then you have this piece of crap thrown in there just because they're in the same quote genre i think it'll be really interesting that the people who compile these stations are going to have a lot of that control and if it's a user-generated thing like people who listen to this guy also like listening to this guy that could be a really interesting way that that the that music goes i'd be interested to see what comes of that as as we see it i know rock right you start out you start with rock you start out with like and then it broke off into these subgenres, like you're saying, Pepin, where you had a hair metal and you had, um, you know, uh, somebody named some other rocks for me. Uh, well, I'm not going to name any metal, black other. rocks, but so, something I noticed in the rap game. So I'm, I'm going to bring it back to rap for a second. Something I noticed with the rap game, I'm not, I'm not very good with rap, but there's certain like aspects to like certain songs in rap where they'll take that and they'll like make it, like take it to the extreme. Like uh, I think a while back there was a like, guy rapping and he, he said something a certain way like and then i did these like like he had he kind of like elongated like the end of the syllable and which is fine okay it sounds kind of interesting but then i started noticing like every song had that kind of thing it's like and then like and i like like these and da, 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 these and then became like the meme kind of just spreading and infecting rap mm-hmm. and then there'll be like a whole genre like that. I mean, like a whole subgenre, and people just do that. That's what I noticed with rap. And bring it back to rock, like it seems like there's some bands or artists out there that will take a certain aspect of something they like from a, a band or a genre, and they take it and dial it up to like eleven. So it's like uh, someone has a little extra fuzz on their guitar. I think this was like in the '50s with was it Buddy Holly? I don't know. What one of those first kind of rock guitar players he had a little fuzz and someone's like i like that then they just cranked it mm-hmm. and that was black sabbath to some degree and they just cranked it and it's like oh yeah this, we like this and then other bands saw that and it's like okay let's put it up even more and that is just an incremental kind of change over time and then of these different aspects and how people do do different things like one one instance as well is uh 
vocal changes. So it's it's like rock singing used to be very kind of like uh like the smooth singing, like like gotta get up, get down, kind of like very smooth. And then as it started getting like more and more kind of uh, harder, people had had to change their vocals. So we have like Metallica, who's like just kind of yelling, "Bucking is the air," like like is this kind of yelling. And then as the guitars get heavier and heavier, now we have to start screaming to kind of like be heard over the guitars. So you start getting the screaming, but then people start liking different aspects of screaming. Some people have like that death gurgle. You know what I'm talking about, Brian? Mm, yeah, I do. And then some people have like the high pitch. But these different things that people do with the screaming that people start liking. And then that kind of goes off in these different places. So it's taking one aspect, kind of tearing up to level, and then people will start taking that and doing their own thing with it. Mm. That that's n- way too long of an explanation, but yeah, <laughs> or makes sense. Nice to meet you. It's me. Yep, in the horns, baby. Come on, say my name. Dare ya? Double, no, triple dog. Dare ya? I'm a good judge of character, usually, but gotta admit. Wouldn't have pegged you for a pussy. Your kind scares too easily. Guess you don't want these front row seats, talking real VIP shit, to the end of the world, huh? Gonna be the greatest show in the universe. Buckeye, Texas. Ground zero for the biggest, baddest, most epic takedown in human history. You thought the flood was bad? Please. That's rookie shit. You ain't seen nothing. Weapon of choice? Geminus. Cross a were-panther with a gargoyle and throw in some Lovecraftian spice for good measure. Pure, cosmic, flying badassness. One pissed-off pussy and his vixen mate. And who are they pissed off at and ready to enslave and slaughter? Ha, you good old folks. That's who. Not to mention the 12 Zodiac tribes. But you ain't interested, are ya? Cause you're a pussy. Huh? You and the Geminis have something in common. If you ever grow a set, check out the audio drama Paladin Cycle on fictionforadults.com. We saw rock slowly, I feel, slowly start to die. And as it was dying, it turned into grunge. And that's what <laughs> murdered rock. Grunge murdered rock is my argument. Why Why do you think that? Because once... once grunge took over like that was the new pop music was grunge and it it nobody wanted to listen to the the other stuff anymore and it took all of the aspects of rock and it turned them down to one instead of up to 11 and it kind of just it was the least effort you could put into making something that's normally very high energy and and cocaine driven to the exact opposite end of the spectrum and I think that that's what what helped push the populace away from this high energy, high octane rock to something very very broken down. I think that's necessary in genres though because it keeps things interesting and it keeps mm. people coming back to certain things. And if you don't have that in a genre, then it completely dies. Although I can't really name a genre that has just completely died. Disco. Okay, I'm one them in. I, I th- Classical I th- reggae, actually, I think reggae. Oh, maybe not. Actually. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Woo. I think I got a, a metaphor here. I, I think that uh, 
as the genre gets like starts picking up speed, speed it's kind of like you get t- more and more turned on to it, and the whole generation gets more and more turned on to it, or the people who listen to it, and then they keep going, and it's, it's kind of like like watching porn. You know, you, you start going down the rabbit hole of like, okay, this is kind of cool, this kind of oh, this is like this is kind of hot, and you start getting more and more extreme with what you find attractive, and then eventually it reaches a climax where you know you, you come, and then you're like, what the fuck was this? <laughs> Why am I watching a man and a woman fuck on a dead bear? <laughs> exactly, but, but it, it, it's like, like '90s or like '80s hair metal got to such such a weird state where it's like all the guys kind of looked like girls, and Spandex uh, started this video with David Lee Roth, and he's like had these Athos traps he was just kind of dancing about in, and going like it's, it's 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 stuff where the audience is into it at the at that moment because there's a progression, but then eventually they're like, what is this? What did I just watch? How did I get here? And then they feel a little bit of shame. Uh, no, I don't know about shame, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing it back to the porn analogy. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you end up ashamed, but... Not but everybody. How do you let yourself get to that point where you're like, I have to watch... fucked up shit. One-legged women getting fucked by rhinoceroses where you're like... Wow, why did I why did I watch that? I felt like that before with some of the music I used to listen to, like when I was younger, like like I really was into it and stuff. And then I I was super into it. I'd watch listen to it every day, and I just hit a point where I'm like, this, this stuff is really dumb and childish. Why do I like this? This isn't good. What the fuck? What oh, the f- that's how that's how I was with YouTube videos. I used to watch the Game Grumps all the time, and like it was hilarious at the time. But now, like looking back on, I'm like. Man, they really sucked. Why did they? Why are they one of the most popular YouTube channels ever? Smosh too. It's a shame. Smosh is. Smosh was they... one of the innovators of the of YouTube, though. So I don't. I don't know if I can agree with that because there's a respect on that level, like a Barats and Beretta. Like that's like those guys created YouTube. As they as they definitely helped create YouTube, but what they've come to now, Anthony has left, and it's just become this like hot pile of shit. Yeah, overproduced. But, too it, much money put into it. Now it's a it's marketing, is my feeling. It's like it now it's just a brand that drives itself. It's not. It doesn't have the heart of the creators that originally made it. Definitely. and made it a thing. And it, you know, it's it is what it is. Isn't um, Joe Barats on the on the um or Luke anyway? Isn't one of them on Smosh now? I feel like they are. I couldn't tell. You. I don't watch their videos anymore because yeah, I don't they've either. become but I saw something like on Facebook or something where they it showed a video and it was branded Smosh and I saw one of them on there maybe it wasn't them maybe it was college humor or something mm. anyway um, yeah I mean does does a genre need to die eventually or is there a way to keep a genre alive indefinitely if you can keep putting something new into it that I'm sure other people will absolutely find interest in. Then yeah, then or then no, it won't die. But but at what point does putting new things into it change it into something different? Exactly. Like eventually, it's something different, right? True. I think that I genres kind of go through like a natural selection to some degree, so they kind of stay alive. Like I'm thinking of blues. Like blues has definitely changed and evolved over time, but. If you ask people about great blues songs, they're gonna say stuff from the '60s or the uh, maybe the '50s to some degree, but the '60s, '70s, right? They're not gonna be saying like, "Oh yeah, there's a song that came out recently," right? I mean, there might be some great blues, some awesome blues going on. I mean, I think John Mayer is like the one exception. People will bring up John Mayer a lot, 
with blues, but it's it's like people remember the hits because the hits are kind of classic, and those are the things that really make it. With like rock, people will bring up Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and kind of the classic bands. People don't usually bring up the old bands that kind of died off. So, so I think they kind of continue in that way, but I don't. I, I think certainly stuff happens when those are domains, but I don't think it can really be expanded upon. It's like most of what's been said in that language has been said. Oh yeah, I mean for sure. But I, I think, I think what you're saying, Brian, or at least what what I'm taking from it is like, it lives on in spirit in a way because like the blues, maybe the blues were were popular in fifties and sixties. That was when like, they were at their peak. But the blues turned into rock. Like how much of rock was drawn from the blues? Like so much of it. You listen to. Um, to Led Zeppelin and so much that is bluesy. Like it's so bluesy. And that was like the crossover there between something that was, that was one genre that turned into another genre where they added just enough to tip it to bluesy rock. And then it became just rock. And that all that lends itself to blues in the first place. Is, is that kind of to say, like say um, you hear different languages, right? And you can kind of sometimes hear like the, the old language and the new language in that mm-hmm. kind of way. Like, uh, yeah. like, uh, old ye English, we can kind of understand. We can see like a current English in that. So it, it kind of carries on in that kind of way. It kind of lives on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I guess it modifies itself over time. Now rap to me is fascinating because it created sampling, which allowed every genre to live on in a way because you can, you could take a rap beat or a, an old beat, an old song and turn it into a rap beat. And that's what allowed like no love. Like that was a fucking amazing song with Eminem and uh, and and Lil Wayne, that originally was from a very old song. So it gave re- revival not only to the genre, but to that specific song, which kind of goes back to the Deep Purple that you were playing earlier. Where is that straight plagiarism, or did they add enough to it to make it its own thing? I think they added enough to it to make its own thing. Because I listen to a good amount of musicians that sample. But the one per, one group I'm thinking of in particular is Death Grips. And when you said No Love, they have a song called No Love. And um, it's they're, they're very experimental. And in a lot of their songs, they'll uh, sample Bjork. They'll sample old random Iranian movies, like random shit like that. And it's it makes it its own thing. It puts it into a new. I don't I don't even know. It just makes it its own thing. Here here's my so now we have you know we have we have we have original creators of music way way back playing on their lutes or whatever. Then we have more contemporary stuff that was classical music that created these huge broad things and it evolved into much less um, involved, like there could be, you know, six or seven people. And then it evolved into one person creating, you know, adding to something that maybe they created from scratch, the the beat right on through. And then we started sampling, and now we're drawing from something old and adding a little bit to it. My theory about the next genre, and anyone who wants to steal this can, just remember that I said it, Zero original content. 
you take all used content from other places and you mash it all together. So you take clips from movies and you use those as the lyrics and you line them up from different places and then you pitch them in a way that they all sound like they're coming from the same person. And that's your lyrics. And then you take samples from other songs and you mash those in there. Maybe you take the drums from this song and the guitar from this song and put those together. I'm thinking zero original content. It's all a mashup of other content. Just like a new musical genre completely. Mm-hmm. No one's done it yet. I think it's, I think it's kind of it's kind of a thing a little bit. It's but almost there. Yeah. Because cool. you see those like those mashups a lot. Um, and also people, they do similar stuff to that, but not, not all of that together. So mm-hmm. it would be a combination of like different elements into yeah. one what's that what's that little wayne song where he samples um six foot seven foot eight foot punch i couldn't tell you the the sample from that song because that I, well that's the sa- that's the sample um i don't know what it comes from but basically it's it's a, a beat with a sample over it, and that's the chorus is like and it's actually part of the beat is a sample from something else so you sample the music you sample something you sample the lyrics like all of a sudden you're creating original content without any input from your own creation it's all it's all old stuff being reused in a new way it's unoriginal but completely original at the same exact time Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. genius i think it's it's a completely valid thing to do if you like sometimes there i feel like you can definitely go overboard with it i I have complicated thoughts on uh kind of like copyright i guess but also fair use and sampling because i'm generally okay with it i I don't really believe in copyright for the most part but uh i I think there are valid uses and invalid uses or uses which can easily criticize or uses which are like dude like do some work stop trying to write off other people's coattails Hmm. and there's certainly some songs that have done use like really good sampling like uh this that eminem song like uh that samples from aerosmith yeah Dream on, yeah, dream on, like that—that's a pretty good use right there. And Eminem has some other sample stuff that works pretty well. And I, I've seen other stuff, but there's this other song where it takes like I forget what song it is, but it, it's a very popular song. And the only good part of the song is the part of the sample, and it's like <laughs> fair enough. It's—it's it, it, it's not exactly a one-to-one copy, but it pretty much is. And mm-hmm. the original was better, but mm-hmm. that's the only good part about it. The I think one example of a song that they do it well enough is like the "Ooh, What You Say" yeah. by Ima Goldman Heap. Like they, they do the right jobs with that, but I think that's the main kind of that's the main thing that makes the song work. I think with that one, but they do it in a way where it kind of works. What's your stance on if you take an original IP, intellectual property of somebody's, and then you you do it better than they did it? Uh, I I think you. I don't, it happens sometimes, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Simon and Garfunkel did Sound of Silence, and then um, what's their name did the did a version Disturbed. But, Disturbed did a version. I like Disturbed's version better. Uh, Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. I like uh, what's their name. I don't fucking know any names today, um, but I like the the other version of it. Well, there's uh, the song uh, "Come On, Feel the Noise." Yeah, no, right, right. Uh, so it's actually by another band. Uh, they actually did a cover. Uh, there is uh, a bunch of Dylan songs that people covered. So along the Watchtower, uh, Jimi Hendrix covered it, and Jimi Hendrix is is known for that. Uh, Knocking at Heaven's Door, uh, that's another Dylan song, but uh, Guns N' Roses did it, and Guns N' Roses gets kind of the main credit for it. People don't realize it's a Dylan song. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, 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 I, th- I think I think the answer is Dylan. I mean, Dylan gets copied all the time. Does, no one knows. Does Dylan deserve the all the credit and all the money if these other people are the ones who did it so much better that they are the ones remembered for it? I, th- I think you have to be clear with what you're doing. So I think that they... If they actively say, this is a cover at the beginning of the song, <laughs> you have to say that. If you make it obvious, it needs to be like, you cannot, it's, there's no way you can just straight up take somebody's idea and have a clean conscience about it. I mean, I guess some people definitely do, but it's just wrong. Like, it's terrible. Mm. And it doesn't make it any better. I guess it doesn't really make it but any if, worse. But if you take their idea and you make it better, and like, like let's say... Let's say that Pink Floyd stole their entire album from some unknown band who who used cows as their instruments. Like, it was fucking garbage. But it was all of the same ideas, and they made it this huge, massive mega hit. Does Pink Floyd deserve the credit for that? So, I think the question is, well, for me, it's, it's the technicality. So, deserve the credit for what? So, so they deserve the credit for remaking it and making it great yes putting do, it on the map do they reserve the credit for creating what you know the original content no no is there any reason that anybody should remember the cow guy uh well, or should yeah, they fade into history as nothing they they can fade in history as nothing all you have to do is just say i didn't come up with this myself right if mm-hmm. if let's say freddie mercury and with queen they uh they stole a song let's say uh Somebody to Love was actually a song that they covered, right? And they got famous for it. Well, that's completely fine. And it's completely fine if the whoever originally made the song has no recognition or anything like that. But they can't say, I wrote this song. They can say, we covered this song. That uh, we, uh, we, we made it what the song is today. The original song was crap. But they can't say, we invented this, because that's not accurate. That's, that's, that's uh, claiming something you didn't actually have. Mm-hmm. I think I think copying is fine. You just have to say that you're copied. Mm. What What about um, Vanilla Ice and his the beat that he stole from Under Pressure? Right up. That's dum 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 da da dum dum. That's just completely dum, ripping dum, it. Dum, da, da, dum, dum. It's the exact same beat, but Vanilla Ice did a completely different thing on it. It's not. That's not even sampling at that point. It's just literally taking. But he didn't use any of the same lyrics. He there was no. none of the same emotion. There was none of the same feeling. It was just he made it just his that own. one riff. Mm. He made it his own, but he. That completely ripped the instrumental from that song. I think the problem is, oh, I don't. If you add something on top of it, maybe it's an improper use. So if you'd done it better, if he had actually like copied or if he let's say sampled, if he sampled it better, I, I didn't actually hear it. But I think it's okay. But it was not better. No, Under Pressure is an amazing song. <laughs> but go on. But, but that's gonna happen from time to time. If someone someone's gonna try a sampling job, which is not gonna work out, it's gonna make it sound worse. What they add on top doesn't actually make it better. It makes it sound worse. The original is far better. And in that case, you can't say this is an improper use. You say this is a bad use, right? They tried sampling, didn't work out. They fucking sucked, hmm. right? I don't know. I think I think there's something to be said if you can take something and make it better than it's yours. I, I don't think what, you, what does an original idea mean? Like I, it, it's not worth anything. I think you have to modify it enough. I, I I don't think you can claim you came up with it, right? Did you write those lyrics? I mean, you could claim it, but it doesn't make it yours. It makes it theirs still because it's not yours. For, for, for me, I think you can say that I made this what it is, or I I like I added this extra thing, so now it's like something completely different. But if if you're lying to people saying that yeah, I wrote the lyrics to uh, for somebody to love. 
and you didn't, well, you're claiming some, you're claiming credit for something you didn't do. Mm-hmm. You can say I made the song what it is, but I, th- I, th- I think it's wrong to say I wrote these lyrics. I wrote the musical. I wrote ar- everything here, mm. unless you take it and modify it to such an extent where it's not even the same thing. Mm. Uh, so how about how about our show? Is our show an original idea, or do we owe Howard Stern for his show, which came before ours and is pretty much the same thing? Talk shows aren't, or, you know, we don't, I mean, talk, talk shows are kind of general. Vul- vulgar talk shows that have some smart to it and some funny to it and mostly bullshit. Um, I don't think we owe anybody the idea. We could say we're influenced. I'm not, I'm, I'm not influenced by Howard Stern personally because I don't, I've never really listened to him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's probably like secondary influences there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say I'm more influenced by Joe Rogan and his podcast because uh, he has smart guests on all the time and uh, talk about shit, but then they also talk about, like, I don't know, really weird. Let's, let's say Howard Stern was the only one to ever do this. Just we're going hypothetical now. Mm-hmm. And we we came up independently with this idea. We weren't thinking, oh, we should do something like Howard Stern, and maybe we've never even seen Howard Stern's show. Is our, Can we say we came up with the idea if it's not influenced by him, but it happens to be the exact same thing? Yeah, I think I think that's valid. Uh, I mean, people reinvent the wheel all the time, and the idea of a talk show where you get vulgar. I mean, it might be a new idea, like to some the the concepts. It's I, th- I think I don't think you necessarily copy concepts. I mean, you can, but I get I get really kind of pissy with uh, like YouTube channels a lot of times. So there's that YouTube channel called Hot Wings, and Hot you know, Ones. Hot Ones. I believe it's Hot Ones. Hot, yeah. Okay, whatever. Fuck this. Hot Ones, uh, but. <laughs> So they have like celebrities on and they have the celebrities eat hot wings while answering like questions and such. And then it's like the, uh, I was watching the interview with the, the host of it and he started getting all, a little pissy, but kind of like about people copying him. It's like, yeah, some people are copying the format here. It's, it's kind of, you know, it is what it is. I guess it shows that we're successful, but he's kind of like a little bit butthurt about it. Are other people eating chicken wings interviewing celebrities? I don't... Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, well, that's... But seriously, like, to some degree, everything's kind of rehashed just in different kind of ways. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Uh, I think there's a lot of inventiveness, and I think things resonate with us for those reasons. I mean, there will be new things which are said, because there's new things that happen all the time, but... It's not as new as we like to think. They're little, tiny new things. Yeah, I don't think it's it's necessarily new because I feel like pretty much everything that there is to be thought has already been thought or done. It's just some of it hasn't been broadcast to the extreme that a lot of the things that are popular now have been. I think also a big part of it with music is not necessarily what's being played, but it's who's playing it. So, so it, it's like... There's so many actors out there, but there's only one Hugh Laurie, right? I, I can only see one person playing House. It, it's Hugh Laurie because he does that role. Like, he is House. He sells that role. Someone else being in that role would not make sense. I think Adam Sandler could do it. <laughs> of course. Uh, he can do anything. Or um, Beans from Even Stevens. Okay, I can, Mr. I can Bean? see that, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. <laughs> hit, hit me up, bro. Uh, but everyone has kind of a monopoly on themselves. Uh, Angus. Angus? Angus. <laughs> Good old Angus. Angus Young from ACDC. Uh-huh. Angus Black. He, his guitar playing is pretty, like, basic in a lot of ways. I mean, he does some cool stuff, but a lot of his playing is very basic. But he plays his, his 
guitar in a certain way where it's very, very hard to copy and emulate. Like, there's only one person who plays like Angus Young, and it's Angus Young. Like, other people can try to copy it, and maybe they can do a good job, but there's no one going to be one of those. I think I saw a six-year-old on Facebook who, <laughs> who copied him pretty well. It's doubtful. Doubtful. He was real good. No, who's impossible to copy on guitar is Joe Perry. Aerosmith. Um, you were even saying one time that, because I brought that up, I'm like, I, I hear he's really hard to copy or to even play his music. And you were like, yeah, like it's it's just not how most people would think to play the guitar. It sounds really good and it all makes sense, but it does not, like it doesn't, it, it just doesn't work. It must be like kind of high. Well, that's possible too. Because I don't remember this at all. Yeah. So you're saying your music is free to take. Uh, well, yeah. I just want to be really clear about this. Well, then, yeah, yeah. Well, I I kind of go by the the donation model anyway. I think you put up a price for something, but if someone steals it, you can't. What do you, what can you do? I mean, you can you can go after them legally, but what the fuck? I mean, you can't really do much about it. You know what else goes by the donation model? Uh, wait, 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 wait. I I think I got it. I think I got it. us. We need to talk. Studios. Yeah. I don't know why the studios is in there, but yeah, our our show actually you can donate to us on Patreon. Whoa, Patreon! So that's the place where you can go and say, "Hey, five bucks, twenty bucks, two hundred dollars." No, don't go two hundred dollars. Don't give us two hundred dollars unless you want to. But but then, really, then you probably should. A, a dollar, a dollar work, a dollar a month works. Yeah, a just d- cover our hosting. That'd be actually pretty sweet. It's like twenty bucks a month, and if we get you know five people to donate five bucks, and we can invest five dollars a month in something. But with that said, we'll we'll stop begging now. Please, please, guys, please just fucking give us some coin, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know where else you can find us? On Facebook at the We Need to Talk Show. The We Need to Talk Show? No. No article. Why did you say the then? Because I messed up. We Need to Talk Show. <laughs> and also at Twitter.com slash WNTT1. The easiest place to find us is on our website podcastnh.com it's the network we're a part of and that's the easiest way to find us it'll give us a link to give you a link to our interviews give you a link to our crossover episodes with other podcasts such as damn you diary and shit happens when you party naked and of course our listen notes link where you can create your own listen later playlist which uh, is available available on all of your podcast players for, and for our fans who live in china who don't quite know what nh stands for it stands for new hampshire which is a place in Britain that was recreated in America. New Hampshire. The home of the bagel. Home of the waffle bagel. Waffle bagel. Come on down. Come on down, Mean Jeans. We got Mean Gene Okerlund hanging out. He's probably dead, so he's maybe he's not hanging out anymore. Maybe he's literally hanging out. I don't know where I'm maybe going Maybe his with corpse this. is hanging out. I don't know. His corpse okay, is okay. hanging out. So <laughs> while we're talking about hanging out, where else can... <laughs> See, we need to stop. <laughs> Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google 
and it's not really set up for it. So I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself. Meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles if it's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now.